and also a lot of other things. Listen, this character, he's like a leader of his, um, of his or her, really, uh, uh, clan, I guess. I don't know if clan's the right <laughs> word. That seems wrong. I know. I have no and, idea what you're about to say, and, but it seems wrong already. I couldn't, th- I couldn't think of another word. And group? He's, um, group. Family? Yep, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And welcome to episode 24 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your second cousin's son college production of Guys and Dolls Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing the importance of performing art. Rachel, let's talk about the importance of performing arts, which, as we've said uh, before recording, BR, as we like to say, um, this is really only our point of view, <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. about the importance of performing art, what, why we think it's important, um, yeah. why we think performance art is important. Exactly. Like most things in our podcast, this reflects the views of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) and is not a full statement on why you might think performing art uh, is important. So yeah, yeah, we're just, we thought we wanted to have this conversation because obviously theater and performing arts matter to us as individuals. Mm -hmm. They matter to us collectively because we, we wouldn't have this podcast without that. But we also were thinking about what it looked like over the last two years to not have the same kind of living performing art and thought, Mm. wow, it would be a good idea to discuss why we think performing art is important and and why we want to continue to preserve it, promote it, love it as we move forward in the world. Absolutely. And while we, you know... We're doing this episode, like Rachel said, because the last two years have been crazy. Of course, you know, just mental health-wise, but also physical health-wise, but also a lot of people in this job sector of, you know, people that make a living on people gathering um, was non-existent for a long time. Um, So talk to me, Rachel, what were your, like, was theater something you like really missed a lot during COVID and was it something you were just like craving to go back to? Um, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) A resounding yes. 
So I moved to New York with the hopes of moving into New York City for a job that I had um, accepted right before the pandemic. I moved, actually, I moved the 13th of March, thereabout, uh, which was a terrible day to move to New York. Day. Great day. <laughs> Um, I was thankful enough to keep my job at the time, um, but I had all these visions of going into New York City and playing the lottery and, and going to work and then having to change or just like take my suit jacket off and making my way from Wall Street all the way up to Broadway for an evening show and then journeying back to wherever my home was. And I was so excited about that. Um, yeah. And then it was all taken away <laughs> from all of us. Not just also, me. just to clarify, not like the real lottery, but the Broadway lottery. Oh, yeah, just sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could also do that too, but. <laughs> I'm really good at the Broadway lottery and really not good at the other lottery. But yeah, I just, I was so excited to be in a world where there were so many performing artists, like not just mm-hmm. on Broadway, off Broadway people, there are musicians. There are people there trying to make it, uh, you know, in in the the film industry and the television industry. Gosh knows, like mm. Kimmy Schmidt had just wrapped, and but like you know, people are filming still <laughs> in New York, um, right? So there are all these yeah. things that people were going to be doing. The opera, dance. I mean, the, New York is is a performing arts hub, and I couldn't wait to be there. Uh, and then all of that stopped, and I can only imagine what it was like for the people whose jobs. They lost, who who lost their jobs, who lost yeah. people, um, who lost their you know path forward. Mm. But as an audience member, I also lost the ability to go to the theater. And something about live theater that is so important to me is is being able to see the people do the things that they were meant to do on stage. And of yeah. course, you can get some of that on a recording or watching television or something that's theater related, but it. Uh, it's hard it's it, and it's different than being there live. Um, it's a whole performance that we do as audience members to present there uh, mm. while the theater is happening. So yeah, I craved it so much. I ended up filling the void by rewatching Smash uh, <laughs> where Megan and Hilty rise, and others uh, and rise. <laughs> Megan Hilty and others on Twitter started rewatching Smash in a specific order and then they would tweet about it. And so I watched with a big group of Twitter people. Um, I ended up watching the show Must Go On, which was presented by Sir <laughs> Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber um, and all, the, sir. the Sir and all of his, I think three or four, maybe it was like closer to six of his recorded performances not his, but musicals that he had made, were recorded and presented for a Mm -hmm. 48-hour period for free on YouTube. So I started doing that. There were, like, benefit things that were being run, and people were chatting about it on Twitter. Um, But I watched Stars in the House, which was Mm -hmm. where Seth Rudesky and his husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just filled the void with all of these things. I started watching, got a free subscription to Broadway HD, and watched Amazing. some pro shots. So I tried some to fill the void me. everywhere. Yes. She Loves Me was also one of the one of the, the show must go on weekends. But yeah, I just tried to fill the void wherever I could. Yeah. And uh, trying to find that communication with people outside of what I was doing. right? Because it's part of being an audience member inside a performing arts center. Is being collectively with other people. Hearing their, their reaction. Seeing how they react and you don't do that when you're 
you're watching it yourself. Mm. So you you take to Twitter and you see what other people are saying, and that's how we we did that. Stephen Sondheim's uh, birthday party was also being thrown virtually at the beginning of the beginning ish of the pandemic, and I right. I watched that. Yeah, what about you, Taylor? Well, it's interesting to hear your point of view because mine, it was a little bit different, obviously. I was living in a small town in Virginia at the time when it started. My wife is in the medical field, so I knew a little bit more about just the... I I legitimately, to this day, remember the day when my wife told me this is going to last two years. Like, it's not going to be something that just goes away. Um, which is, an, you know, interesting to hear at the time where all of our friends are like, this is only going to last a month. And my wife's like, no. <laughs> um, but at the time, literally right before COVID came, you know, to the States and they started shutting down a lot of things, I had auditioned for a production of The Sound of Music in the town that I was living in. And I actually got cast as Max Detweiler, And I was all set to play. We had done probably three weeks of rehearsals by then. Um, And I remember because it was like a week before everything started shutting down. The director was like, I don't know. Like we heard just like rumblings of like we may need to like do rehearsals from home or like Zoom rehearsals. um, Or... We made, I think one of the rehearsals we got sent home early because someone was sick. Like they came, mm-hmm. someone like came to rehearsal, but was still sick. I, I don't understand why they came. Yeah. But even pre-COVID and even yeah. if it's not COVID, if you are sick, don't come. Don't, don't come. Don't come. I know. I know. So uh, that was, so, so obviously when, when everything shut down, we, the production closed and we weren't able to perform i actually because i moved away like four months later i actually wasn't even able to do the production they ended up doing it maybe seven months ago and they had a different but most most of the cast was the same but some of it was different obviously my role was different because i was not there but um it was interesting i know one day i'll be able i'll get to play that's such a good character (laughs) i know It it was fun It was fun in rehearsals, like even just doing the rehearsals were really fun. And uh, I had actually stage managed a production of The Holiday Inn like right before um, this. So it was just interesting to, I think all of us were grieving a lot of different things at the time, Mm -hmm. but that was one thing in particular that I was like sad because also we just didn't like, even though I knew it was probably going to last a long time with my wife saying that, like we still had this idea of like, Oh, maybe we could still do it. Or maybe we, it was something we could do. Um, but then it ended up not doing it. So, um, Hmm. and then also, you know, in the months since then I've just been eager to see a lot of shows and it either like financially wise, or I just haven't been able to, and um, the shows I have gotten to see, it just, like, really invigorates you. And you're like, oh, this is why, like, performing, live performances are, like, so special and so mm. incredible. Um, yeah. I want to ask a question to you, too, because you, in particular, have actually gone to New York, you know, mm. since since um, Broadway has opened. You've seen shows. 
and everything. I I tend to the, I kind it's not like a big pet peeve of mine, but sometimes when I hear actors or performers in like film and TV and theater are like, oh, this is like such a great time for this specific story, and like it's mm. so relevant. It makes mm. me think like, um, is it relevant? Or are you just like trying to sell like what you do? <laughs> but <laughs> but I do feel like there is that sense of like you know since covid like this performing it's such an important time for performing art right now so i don't know did you get that vibe like while you were there was everyone in the room were they like it was so they were just so grateful to be there or i don't know what was your what was the vibe while you were there yeah that's a good question and i have a follow-up for you on what you said um but i think well i'll preface with my first show back in in a theater live performing art that was broadway level so like not a small theater not outside i did some of that did a lot of outside theater for a little while seeing mm-hmm. things and realizing that like the importance of that which we talked about in our history episode right that there was potentially right. a historical importance of why people were outside because of illness and the spread of disease mm-hmm. right um but my first show that I saw back in the theater, big production wise, was The Lion King when yeah. I moved here to Nashville and it was touring and I cried through the entire first song. I mean, I they one thing to spoil things if you've never seen The Lion King, I would it close your ears, maybe skip ten seconds. They come through the aisles in the first song and it when people and performers come through the aisles, you get to make eye contact with them if you're in the orchestra. And it's really powerful. Like, Mm. it was seeing them be so excited and being able to, like, see their faces and make eye contact with the people walking down the aisles during that first song uh, and realize, yeah, like, people people have had to put their entire lives on hold and their livelihoods and who they've had to take in... They had to take to... Um, what is that where you, like, they record videos and you pay them? Help me, celebrities do this. <laughs> where you... And they say, I'm, like, I'm happy confused. birthday, Taylor. Oh, Cameo, Cameo. Cameo, yes. thank you. They've had to, you know, make their, their salary on Cameo. <laughs> I was or... so confused. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, or they've had you to, make like... make a video and you paid them. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Uh, or they've had to teach, right, like instruct via right. Zoom or they've yep. had, you know, like they've just had to sit and wait yes. and their families and, and loved ones have had to support them while they sit and wait. And if they're not famous enough, right, they've had to find other avenues and other jobs, right? So like just thinking about how powerful it is for these people to have persisted, to have had the access to persist through the pandemic and are mm. now here and are willing to be here again in a yeah. space that, you know, if COVID continues to come or a different pandemic comes, you know, could con- could completely uh, wipe away once again what they they love and what they're trained to do. So mm. in that time, I definitely felt it. It felt very emotional it, personally. And then also I just felt it within the energy. When I went to New York was not that many months ago from now. It was April 2022. So this was a few, this was quite a few months after Broadway had reopened and had all the variations of like policies. And I only saw one show on Broadway and then I saw a gala, 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 like the MCC theater um, review 
thing, which was amazing. And that definitely had a lot of energy and, and thankfulness. But I think everyone was focused on the people who were performing my show. Right. I think people were excited to be there. And I was also like, wow, I can't believe I'm here after two years of more or more of like wanting to be here and not being able to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that people were really still focused on the show um, and like who the performers were with Sutton and Hugh. So Right. It's just different. Yeah. But I did see one one last thing, and then I want you to answer that question as yeah. well. But, like, what – I did see one um, small performance of um, Lizzie, the musical, when I moved to Nashville. That was before I saw Lion King, and it was really small. And it was the first time I had stepped foot in a theater inside. Um, and there were six women, I th- basically, who, who – Art run that show and a, and a full mm-hmm. band and I just it was so evident to me and the and the people who were acting were probably closer to my age school related people um and yeah I just thought wow like it's, it has to be powerful for them to have an audience this way too like thinking right. about the people who have learned what theater is and are in school for theater and have had two years where they haven't been able to perform. Like, they haven't been able to do their craft in a way that's vital for them to learn it. And, you know, it's one thing for people who know the craft to have their jobs taken away. It's other people who are learning and trying to get better at something and refine their skill and, like, right. pursue it. And not even have access to part of what makes them good at what they're doing, which is an audience. Right. So, I definitely yeah. felt impacted there. Yeah. There's only so much a virtual audience can give, so. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about the importance of, when we think about the lack of performing arts that you were able to actually, like, perform and do or help out with or attend, why do you think it's so important? Like, what do you feel is missing when you're not able to do those things? It's a good question. I think for me it's like, it's it's like the artistic side. It's also why I do this show. Like it's the artistic mm. side of me that gets to like verbally get out a lot of things that I. I mean, for this show in particular, verbally, you know, just process things that I enjoy. Um, mm. So for me, there's actually like three different like main things that I think why performing art is important to our society to our to everyone individually. Um, I think there's an aspect of, and for someone, for both of us, I mean, we both grew up doing performing art and now, and, you know, performing, and now we're a little bit more audience members than we are performers. Um, Mm -hmm. But even, even looking back, I don't know if I would have thought about this while I was performing in high school, but now there's a level of introspection you do mm. when you're a performer. Um, yeah. You know, consciously or not, you're having to show some level of empathy to perform uh, another character. And I think that just is so important. And also, even as an audience member, you're, you know, trying to put your all your stuff aside that you've lived with and just mm. live in the moment of, you know, being transported to a world. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that could be like a level of 
just once you experience a story, it can hit you on certain levels and you can do introspection that way. Um, you know, just looking inside of yourself and, and, and seeing what, how does this story relate to me? Um, and then obviously if you're performing it, it's just, you know, you're living it for two hours or however long. So it can Mm -hmm. affect you in so many different ways. I think, uh, especially for young minds, when I think about like a lot of the younger kids that we worked with yeah, as older kids <laughs> and then also yeah. growing up in the theater program we did, like it provides such a great performing art provides such a good outlet for kids that, you know, there's obviously there's so many things for kids to do these days is that but I think performing art is like so important because it does you have you know, the general things of kind of like a sports thing, like you have a team, you have a community together, but also you're all in service of this one thing Mm. together. And that's Mm -hmm. really cool. And then also if they, if you have a kid, let's say, you know, if you have a kid that eventually got a, a, a lead performance, again, they're taking, like, it's, they're feeling a responsibility. They're looking inside themselves to try and find something to put to that character. And that's so, that's so important and valuable too um i think inspiration it can inspire people to do so many things i think performing yeah. art can obviously it can inspire it's inspired so many people to go into performing art <laughs> but i think it also can inspire people to do other th- i think you could go see a show and be like you know if a show is generally about like following your dreams then that could mm-hmm. be literally about anything it could inspire yeah. you to like, oh, I wanted, I've always wanted to be an accountant. I've never wanted to be an accountant, but if you've <laughs> always facts. wanted, to, we've never know. wanted to be an accountant. No, no. <laughs> but if you're, if you go see the producers and you're like, I want to be a producer. <laughs> me, um, that's me. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Taking yeah. requests Our, now. Rachel, theater nerds production of the producers is coming soon, mm-hmm. um, with uh, me as um, Bialystok and Rachel as Bloom. <laughs> perfect casting right in my range yes yes (laughs) you're such a matthew broderick type (laughs) i have a good haircut for it so it's good and the glasses obviously yeah it's fair yeah so inspiration and then lastly i feel like and i kind of touched about it a little is like escapism like Mm. and all art does this not just performing art but i think the beauty of getting in a room together and movies does this a little bit, but getting in a room together and experiencing a live performance and the energy, like you were saying earlier, or just the vibe of just like watching these people perform something right in front of your eyes that will never be duplicated because it is a live Mm -hmm. performance is incredible. But also, yeah, you get to leave all your, you know, crap at the door from work or from school or from whatever and then go into a you get to escape into a world even if it is like a real world like next Mm. to normal or something else that it's still you're still escaping into a story that um can you know provide comfort or whatever it may be so yeah those are i know there's a lot in there but there's a lot. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. I so I think we need to rename this uh, show to why you should put your kid in musical th- or in performing <laughs> arts and theater class. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. what you said at first, Taylor, that first part, which was um, what was it? 
empathy or introspection introspection yeah Yeah, i i think that um that's really important i i tell i think i end up telling people this all the time and people are like i don't want to hear this i'm at a happy hour with you i want to hear nothing about why you think theater is important but i think it's so crucial well my therapist knows don't worry i'm gonna say more about this in a second i'll let you all in but when you're growing up, you have all of these choices, right? Like if you, it, most of the time, if you have access to after school things or sports, um, which is awesome. Thanks parents who make that possible and schools mm-hmm. who make that accessible economically for people, right? Like you have all these choices. You can join the soccer team. You can join the swimming team, you, right? Like, and, and there are some that are culturally more relative and relevant and popular where you might live in the U.S. Right. And, and abroad. And then there's performing arts, which like people often think the sport version of that is dancing, which definitely is a performing art and something that's beautiful. Um, But, you know, people, theater, music, musical theater, right? Like all of those are places for performing art. And there's a lot of overlap, right? Mm. One of the cool things that I think we maybe don't talk about in musical theater and why maybe we're a little bit more biased is that you're taking all of those things. You're taking the movement of your body. You're taking the the vulnerability of singing, right? And you're taking the seriousness of acting and performing Mm. and you're putting it all together at one, one time in one character, your one character does all of these things, uh, which is amazing and mirrors or echoes Uh, what we do in the real world, which is we contain a multitude. We as one person, me as Rachel, I do a lot of things in my life. And I don't do them mostly. (laughs) You know, like I hold a lot of roles, right? And so I don't always do them one at a time. I do them all at once. The stage I have is all at once. So I I think that that's something that's really great. And when you're young, you learn how to hold your body. You learn what confidence looks like. You learn... Um, you know, how to move your body. We, I remember an exercise we did, uh, Taylor, with one of our amazing teachers who we shout out a lot, Alana. Yeah. But one of the things, shout out, because she deserves it. But Mm -hmm. she taught me so much about how my body moves and like how to be confident and okay with how my body can emulate and can Mm -hmm. transform and that there's no right or wrong way. The only wrong way is to not do it and to not understand how your body works. Like how I might take shape as a lion is going to be different than how Taylor takes shape as a lion. And that's fine. Neither of those is right and wrong. The only way that it's wrong is if we don't understand our body enough to take shape as a lion, right? Like, so I think that there's, there's this idea of like body confidence and, and, and spatial awareness that's important when it comes to theater the way that we articulate ourselves, I know we say like and 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 the because we're not currently trained in the theater, but <laughs> people who are who grow up doing theater and who are currently trained in, in, in acting, they're really good at speaking. They're very aware of how they articulate things, yeah. of, of how their tone, their intonation. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's really great. It makes th- di- for dynamic speakers. And you don't need to be in theater for that to be important later on down in, in, the, mm-hmm. in your life. And then I think the other thing it does, which Taylor, you kind of talked about, is it makes us vulnerable because we're on, we know we're, we have to do something where other people are going to look at us. So it makes us vulnerable, but in a way also 
allows us to channel that real vulnerability and and experience it in a way that feels safe. So like I'm a character mm. and that's what's protecting me from them seeing Rachel on stage and Rachel's vulnerability. Right. They can see my character's vulnerability and they can know that as a human, we're all vulnerable when we're being watched. Mm. But that stops because I am separate from the character I'm performing. And so it's like this layer of protection that we get to have when we're performing, where we get to be vulnerable enough and grow confident through that. And, um, you know, empathy is not something everyone has a, has a skill in. And people have to mm. learn what empathy and interaction can look like. And yeah. and some of us have to learn a lot more and others, pe- others need to learn how to manage our empathy, right? So like we mm. all have something to learn. And when you're a character, you get to ask yourself, how do I feel? How do other feel, people, other roles and other characters feel about me? And then I get to do it. And then I get to understand mm-hmm. that I would go over here to pick up my backpack instead of have my backpack on the whole time because blah, 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 blah about my character. Right. And so I think basically this is a big plug for you to take your child right now, sign them <laughs> up for theater. But yes. I, I think it's all of those go, things. Go sign up for your community theater. Yes, like. <laughs> uh, do it. Come on. Yeah. If you're in Nashville, yeah. come take a TAF class with me. I'll, do it. If you find an acting yeah. class you want to be a part of, I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that all of those things, especially at a young age, are what form theater into being and performing arts into being so beautiful. We're embodying a space and a world and imagining a world and we're bringing people alongside with us and we're being watched while we're doing it. And it's mm-hmm. just, ah, it's so powerful. Clearly, I really like it. So, And also it's like such a, I know like movies and film also are a team effort, but theater is such a team effort. Like you cannot have the lights turn on without someone to turn the lights on (laughs) and and you cannot have you know the curtain open without someone to say go curtain (laughs) right and cue fog cue fog right and and like taylor if you if i forget my line and your line if if my line is a cue for your line we can't retake it we're live on stage right like if my if i if i'm dancing and i'm supposed to be doing an eight count to cue you in for your eight count Mm -hmm. and I forget what I'm doing and I end up somewhere else, I can be a danger to you too, right? Like, so I have to take what I do seriously enough to understand that it impacts not just the other characters, but the other performers on the stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We have a lot of, a lot of these things, at least for me, I don't know about you, Rachel, do stem from just performing in it. You know, I did 12 shows with the theater company that we did and that we did. And I, I even to this day, I still think about like the things that we learned from mm-hmm. from those either classes or shows that we did, because it does, you know, it even can affect like how you emote and how you think about your yes. emotions on a daily Absolutely. basis. and how i mean being married like being married with someone and and you know living with another human and and you know understanding each other's emotions on a daily basis and mm-hmm. you know so yeah. all of it's it's so it's i think performing art is and i of course you know covid had a factor in this of like yes it truly is important now but i think it's always been important to society and it's always been something that i mean maybe we're biased because we are theater nerds but um i think 
it yeah it can just be so valuable for someone's you know either an audience member or someone you know wanting to pursue it yeah i think the other thing i want to mention which is true of most forms of art in general depending on who you are but art and you and you touched on this taylor but art is where we go when we need to make meaning or when we need to escape Mm -hmm. right like we long for a good book or a good painting or a beautiful poem or an amazing film or for us a theater performance or uh you know a Uh, an orchestral piece or a dance, an interpretive dance or a dance company, right? Like we long for that when we don't know. (laughs) Taylor's doing an interpretive dance. I'm doing an interpretive dance. (laughs) (laughs) We long for that. We long for that space of art. That's where we, that's our refuge. That's how we make meaning. Like even if we don't know that that's what we're doing when we're escaping, like it's a protective measure for us to escape reality that's great Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time we're running to it because we know it can transform who we are and how we see where we currently are right and for me theater is my actual safe space when i envision the safe space in therapy i imagine kind of shiny itchy velvet red seats (laughs) that I'm sitting in in a big theater I can imagine it it's weird Rachel kind of describes my beard the same way like (laughs) exactly the same like it's a little strange need to stop but (laughs) oh my gosh that's too much pause for laughter pause for everyone to look up your beard on our Instagram yes I know pause right here take a minute go look up my Instagram (laughs) at the the Tay Reed at the Tay Reed (laughs) Yeah, but like, right, like it's, it's like, I imagine myself in that space because it's where I, I need to process. It's my processing space. And I know a lot Mm -hmm. of my friends are big readers and their processing space is reading. I know like you love movies, Taylor, and I'm sure you process Mm -hmm. other places, but you love movies. And that's probably part of where you like unwind and process Mm -hmm. the world and art allows us to do that and gives us the permission to do that and gives us tools to see things and imagine possibilities and our feelings in a way that we didn't know. But performing arts really does that. Yeah. And it's so transformative um, to be a part of. Mm. And yeah, I just, I find that it was so hard and will continue to be hard. And I can imagine if you're in a space where it's not accessible economically or physically that not having a performing arts space is hard. Um, And so I want to just acknowledge that there are, Mm. there are people and there are times when that is really hard to find and it makes it that scarcity often makes when we find that space even more powerful. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, as we wrap up here on the, the importance of performing art, I want to ask a little fun question to you, Rachel. And I'll I'll also answer. Ooh, the audience went ooh and ah. But can you think (laughs) of a performance, either like one or two, that you remember being in the audience for and realizing that this is like, this is the importance of performing art, like this is why mm. we do this, or this is why you know this is why I go see theater. Like this is the main reason. Mm. That's hard. You go first. Okay, I did have time to think about this yeah. while you were speaking. So, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> um, the first one that really comes to mind um, is when I first was, and I've talked about this a little bit on the show before, when I first went and saw a production of Dear Evan Hansen um, mm-hmm. at Arena Stage before it went to Broadway because of just of how original the show was and how, um, again, musicals do not open with a monologue ever. <laughs> It is so rare. They open with a big, splashy musical number and to set up the world, and this did not. And I just remember it in the moment being like, this is so original and how, you know, for the, for the, um, you know, aside, uh, aside the controversies of the show that have come to light since then, the show is, you know, incredibly groundbreaking in its format of a musical. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that experience. And also just getting to see a show before it was fully created was really special, too. Um, but the other thing that comes to mind is actually performing in a show. When I when mm. when I was a junior in high school, I got to perform in um, Les Miserables. And um, I don't think I'll ever forget the feeling of doing that show. It is mm. it's just incredible. And, and, and no, I mean, I was in, I was one of the school boys, but also in the ensemble. So I wasn't a lead or anything, but it's just such an incredible show to be a part of. It's so powerful. I, there's like one performance in particular that I just, the audience was incredible. The, the, the energy was so palpable. The, everyone on stage, and I think we had like 80 people in the cast. So everyone, <laughs> everyone could feel like the specialness of like that one performance and Les Mis was such it was the first like real live performance show well like pr- I mean I saw stuff at the Kennedy Center before but truly like performance show I remember seeing that like truly had an impact on me so the fact that I was able to go and then be in the show later on was really impactful so those two in particular um there, I've, I've had a lot of moments like that, but those two are the ones that stick out to me the most. What about you? Mm, this is so, I love that, Taylor. This <laughs> is a hard question. I yeah. feel like I could, I'm going to say what I am thinking currently, and then I know that 35 minutes from now, after we finish <laughs> recording, I will be like, shoot, I should have said, and I'll email that or text and, that Yeah, Rachel will, will text me an audio recording of her. But <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> This is so hard because I think I just I don't know if there was I I feel like I came out of the womb loving theater which I'm sure is not <laughs> true but I just feel like I just came and here I was. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe but this I, time I, you started singing maybe this time yeah, out exactly. of the room. <laughs> right. There was one performance that I can remember watching and thinking. Um, this is what I want to do. The problem is I don't remember what show it was, but I, I spoke of this company that I grew up around called Theater Four, which is uh, now Virginia Rep mm-hmm. uh, in in Richmond, Virginia, where I grew up. And at Theater Four, they had a lot of shows, uh, and then they always had like one big show in the fall and in the spring. That was like a big hit. Like one year I remember them doing Seussical and I loved that. But this was before this because it was before mm-hmm. I was doing um, CYT uh, and I was a small-ish kid. And I remember there were two small kids in the performance at least as well as like older people. And they used mm-hmm. to have 
at the end of the show, they used to have all the performers go out to the lobby and you could you could stand there and sign like have your thing signed it might have been the wizard of oz and now i'm trying to figure out why there were two kids in it but i just remember there was something similar something like this and Mm -hmm. i made my parents wait uh while i got every single cast member including that one guy who had that one line back in the back you know who no one knew he wasn't listed like i got every single person to sign it it, and i just (laughs) It was, yeah. and I was like, I just cannot believe that these like it just was that moment of this is amazing. Look at all these people. Look how they want to sign my program. Look, you know, I'm a little child, and they care about how I. They said, "What was your favorite part of the show?" Like that's yeah. that was the line that they would read to you, and it was. I just remember thinking, "Wow, I love this," mm. and I think. You know, as I've as I've grown up and 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 been more a part of the conversation and in, in theater about what does it look like to give people access to actual theater and not just like white people access to theater, mm-hmm. and not just able-bodied people access to theater, and not just typical learners and non-neurodiverse people access to theater. Like, what does it look like to allow for this space to actually be one of right. the most honest, vulnerable, holistic, and caring spaces that we have that people say mm-hmm. that they want it to be um, and how how much we fall short on that. Um, but I, I remember seeing a performance uh, where, I think this was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where there was someone who had a like different kind of um, physical ability and came on stage not walking. And they were a main character. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think I was maybe 11 or 12 when this happened. Local theater production. I had recently seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang on Broadway as well. But it was just, it was amazing. It was just amazing of like who you think this character should be, which is this like prim and proper person who is able-bodied and whatever, can actually be whoever you want Mm -hmm. it to be. Right, like, yeah. can be someone else who also has all of these emotional experiences and they just travel through the world differently and we're going to make that acceptable and okay on the stage. And I, if that was impactful for me, who is able-bodied, I can imagine it is impactful for those people who have counted themselves out of the theater space because we don't give them space on the stage. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that like that's why the 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 Deaf West production of of um, Spring of Spring Awakening was so yeah. impactful too, right? Like, yep. and and this is like few and far between. We need to do such a better job, like all of us, mm-hmm. local theater, and and regional theater, and Broadway and touring mm-hmm. theater it needs to do a really a, a huge leap. They need to do so much better. We need to do so much yeah. better. And well, I almost think regional theaters are doing better now doing a lot a lot more, more absolutely than, than yeah. broadway to a certain oh for extent, sure oh touring. for sure yeah yeah for sure yeah. but i just please tell if, me please tell me that that he played the child catcher that would be amazing it was a girl it was a girl <laughs> okay i can't remember I, a girl could play the child the catcher true you would be true. a great child catcher come on Honestly, goals, the child catcher was so terrifying as a kid and yeah. so alluring. And I was like, wow, what is happening? But yeah. I'll be truly doing the doll box dance. Uh, 
The doll boxes. Mm. Honestly, yeah. such a strange musical. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> a lot to unpack. I love that. I love it so yeah. much. And I love that we each had different experiences, too. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. you know, we come together and we still love it all as a whole, too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the point. Right, like we could both sit through the same performance and have a different experience, and that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, regardless, Rachel and I will have thoughts on either. We will always on, have thoughts. We will always coming out have here. Thoughts. Always, have and of course, we would love to hear your thoughts about yes. the importance of performing arts. Please if tell you guys, us. You know, comment on the episode page on our social media. You can reach out to us. On email. I don't think we've ever said that we have an email address on the show, which is so We funny. have an email address, <laughs> and you should we're, email we us. We also have individual addresses that we will not say on a, yeah. you know. What's our email address, form. Taylor, just it's, in case someone wants to email us? It's hello at theaternerdpod.com. So you Aww, guys can. cute. Can, we'll put that in the show notes below. It's also and maybe, on our website. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm making promises without checking first, but if you send us. <laughs> a short audio recording of why you think musical theater is important, we might even add that in to our Instagram or to the beginning of next week. So don't be a stranger. Hello at Theater Nerd Pod. Pod. I'm going to say it wrong. Hello at TheaterNerdPod.com. No, I'm keeping all that in. I'm keeping it all in. I don't email ourselves very often, so that's (laughs) partly. That's true. Uh, Rachel, thank you for having this thank discussion you. with me. Yeah, this was great. So wonderful. Filling our our little theater theater nerd hearts. And minds. <laughs> and minds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. This Yay. is a time and a segment where it Taylor and I... It's a time, and it's also a segment of our podcast where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, how have we been feeling? What's been up with us? What are our vibes? And then pick a theater character who has similar vibes. Absolutely. We would love to hear your characters and the reason why you think performing art is important. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode of the show. Rachel, yes. tell me, who is your character this week? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while it since we've recorded. It has. It really yeah. has. This past week I was in D.C. and I was the running Washington, and training. DC. The Washington, D.C. And I was running and training, and I was, it was amazing, but I am now extremely tired. And I just, like, today I went went somewhere this morning and felt like I really wish I had brought a pillow so I could lay down and take a nap right here. And that reminded me of a character who brings some other kind of sleeping thing with him (laughs) everywhere he goes, and that's Lioness. Lioness! And his little blanket. So that's how I feel this week. I Right now, I just feel like I need my little Linus blanket and I could fall right asleep. Security blanket. Yeah. What about so you, Taylor? Cute. Thank oh, you. Who is Linus. your character this week? Well, um, I recently, in the past couple of days, decided I'm taking a trip uh, to go visit a friend in California in the next month or so. 
Mm -hmm. um, which is really fun. So because of that, and also a lot of other things, listen, this character, he's like a leader of his, um, of his or her, really, uh, uh, clan, I guess. I don't know if clan's the right <laughs> word. That seems wrong. I know. I have no and, idea what you're about to say, and, but it seems wrong already. I couldn't think, I couldn't think of another word. And group? He's, um, group. Family? Yep, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And he, uh, he never ages, apparently, oh, is, what, oh. is, what the, is what the good old saying is. So I am Pick feeling it up like down. Peter Pan... <laughs> This week, I'm I'm just I'm flying. You know that end of Act One song. I'm flying. I'm about yeah. to go fly. But also, listen. I mean, I'm in charge of a lot of people at work. He's in charge of all those lost boys. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's similar. Um, I hope your yeah. your boss doesn't listen to this and is like, he's just marching them around like the lost boys. They have no idea what they're doing. Slingshots yeah. and everything. Exactly. Except Amazing. We're, we're wow, Taylor. Raccoon, raccoon hats, I guess. Yeah, is that what it a is? little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm feeling like Mary Martin and <laughs> and and who else has played him? I don't know. Uh, Peter Pan, the yeah, love of our lives. Or, or Rob Williams. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. There is. There Just is. all in that. Yeah. That so you. anyway, uh, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion about the importance of theater or uh, send us in your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Following I'm flying. the leader, the leader. I'm the leader. flying. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> I'm flying, flying.